So today I wanted to talk about heartbreak and this episode of the podcast is a letter to the person who is dealing with a broken heart for whatever reason. I want to start out by saying that I know that you're in a lot of pain and that what you're going through is extremely hard. It's very difficult to feel something so intensely on the inside and yet be unable to accurately express it to even the closest people to you. There's only so much uh, that the people around you, as much as they want to support you and be there for you and care for you um, and say all of the right things, there's only so much they can do and they can only understand what you're going through. It's a very lonely time. Not very many people will have someone with them all the time. If you are able to distract yourself during the day or go about your usual activities, whether that's work or you know your regular commitments, your day-to-day stuff, if you're able to keep that part up, there will always come a point in time where you find yourself alone with your thoughts and everything uh, floods back in and you feel that sense of overwhelm again. I'm particularly addressing the person who is a thinker, a person who's a doer. And the reason that is is because I'm one of them and we're not very good with feelings in the sense that we are not well-trained in addressing and handling and processing emotion. We like to get up and make decisions and do things instead. We'd rather do that than deal with the mess of feeling. And it's really tempting to want to rush the process because you're used to having so much control over the other things that you do and the other activities that you take part in that you're tempted to want to rush healing and rush getting through the hard part. And I just want to tell you that that's not the way it works. I'm really, really sorry. (laughs) That's not the way it works. Um, This level of pain, this level of difficulty, um, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's grief, these kind of life-altering situations and and extremely heavy emotions, they take time. They have to be processed. They have to go through you, and it takes time. Some people will tell you that it will never go away entirely. The pain will always kind of be there in the background. You may learn to cope or manage or uh, live with it, but it'll never go I don't believe that it's permanent. I believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can heal any pain. I think that we can learn to be a different way. And we can learn to carry whatever we're dealing with in a way that is manageable for us. And I wouldn't throw someone into despair and tell them that this is just it's just going to be terrible forever. And it's never going to get any better because that's not true. So processing pain requires time um, and just be aware that you may feel like, okay, I'm making progress. You know, this a certain amount of time has passed. 
I don't feel as emotional as I used to. I'm able to distract myself. I'm getting more efficient at that. I think about it a little bit less now. I think I'm healing. And that is uh, common. And it's really deceptive because as soon as you feel like you've made progress and you've, cu- you've, you've made headway on that front, something could happen. The slightest thing could come up and you will feel like you have been pushed back in and you've sank to the bottom all over again. The reason why I'm telling you this is because I want you to be aware when it happens that it's normal and it's not a failure on your part and it's not for you to go into, um, to allow the panic that comes up when you start to feel like, is this going to be like this forever? Are things never going to get better I'm struggling. I'm trying to make progress. Why isn't this working? You have to become patient with yourself. This cannot be rushed. You will have to work at it with time, actively working on healing yourself, your heart. And how is that done? The, the, there are two key things I would say to focus on when it comes to healing. So if you say I'm going to give it its time, fine. I will set an open amount of time and say it's going to take a while, so I won't uh, keep looking at my watch. I'm going to hold off and give it time, but what should I be doing in the meantime? The first thing I would say is to trust your feelings and just allow them to be. For the thinker and doer, this is an exercise in learning to be still. It's an exercise in learning to... Allow something to be and accept it. To accept that this is happening. This is where I am right now. And not to feel the need to resist it or push back. To resist whatever it is and want to say, no, no, that's not what's happening. Beyond just denial, but to say that, you know, these feelings that I'm feeling are not right. To want to judge them as right and wrong to want to uh, say that what you're feeling is not valid or to dismiss what you're feeling as something that doesn't count, that's not significant. Um, You know, you hear people say, you know, I'm just being silly, Um, you know, or I'm crazy. It's, you're not being silly. You're not being crazy. You're not being dramatic. You're not overreacting. You're not dragging it out. You're not necessarily wallowing. It's just that these things take time. Being open about it and accepting it as, okay, well, this is how I'm feeling right now. It just is. It's very tempting to want to label something as right or wrong or to judge it. And it kind of comes up, you know, the, uh, it's the thinking part of you again, that wants to make things right or wrong. You're not exactly sure, you know, when you, sit with a counselor or a therapist and you talk to them, um, you, you're waiting for them to pronounce what you've just told them as right or wrong. So is that bad? Is that wrong? Is this normal? You're, you're questioning all the time. You're not exactly sure that what's coming out of you, what is that exactly going to say about you and what is that going to mean? So there's this sense of doubt. Let go of the doubt. It is what it is. It is what you feel. Let go of the need to dismiss your feelings or to minimize them or dismiss them. Another part of that 
is under acceptance and and no judgment is that not to feel ashamed of what it is that you feel and this is I think something that everybody faces at different points in time where you feel that if people knew how I felt or if people knew what I thought or if people knew how I was feeling or how I was handling this they would think I was dot 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 if people had any idea there's a sense of shame there's a sense this is wrong I have to hide this if people knew they would they wouldn't anything they would just realize that you're a human being and that's it and actually we all feel these things sometimes and we all go through these things so there's no need to feel that what you're going through is so horrific and so terribly unique in its absurdity that no one would get you and everyone would think you were a nut that's not the case at all so the first one is to let it pass and to be still and trust your feelings the second one is to pray about it to make dua about it and I know that there are sometimes barriers to this because of, again, judgment, I'm not the kind of person who actually, you know, I don't really pray all of my prayers, so how am I going to jump out making it now? Um, I can't concentrate in my prayer because I'm so fixated on the pain. Um, I struggle to talk to God because I'm frustrated with what's happened. Um, I cannot cope with and I cannot reach a point where I'm accepting and happy and pleased with the decree so I feel like I can't exactly face God right now and that happens and it takes time but you must you absolutely must talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about it and when I say talk to him I mean bring the problems and the pain and the difficulty and the struggle and that feeling of breaking bring that to him even if you don't have the words. Sometimes that looks like just being able to say, Ya Rabb, oh Allah help me, oh Allah help me. Or when you're praying your regular five daily prayers, or you're waking up at night to pray, or if you're not sleeping anyway, you pray two rakat and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes no words come, it's not eloquent, you haven't memorized any special du'as, but you pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all you can do is just cry into the ground all you can do is just cry and feel like your chest is just heaving with everything that it's carrying and all of the burden and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows he knows that's there he knows the extent of the breaking he knows how much it hurts he knows that it's ripping you apart he knows what's happening to your soul see it other people can't fix it the very thing or the very incident or the very person that caused this pain couldn't fix it for you if they wanted to if they came back and said you know what? I changed my mind I'm sorry the damage would still be there that person is unable no one can reach inside of you and mend and fix and change and heal but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you must get into the habit of talking to him and asking him you must it's the only way if you want that healing to happen, especially if you want things to progress for you and you want to be able to move forward, you don't want this to be permanent damage of any kind, you have to pray about it. It's the only way. There's no other way around it. 
a lot of people, especially depending on where you are in the process, whether this is something that has just happened recently, you're still very much in the thick of it, you're still dealing with the heaviest load, the hardest part of the the emotional burden, you're still right in the beginning, it's really hard to hear any advice. It's really hard to hear someone tell you, you need to do this and you need to do that. You just want everyone to get out of your face and you want to be left alone because it's so, so hard and that's fine. Everything in its time. You will get advice, you will get people telling you do this, people telling you do that, Sumaya on her podcast saying this. All of these things will only be effective when you're ready to hear them, when you're at that stage. If you're not at that stage, that's fine. You don't have to be. There's a lot of um, messaging out there and a lot of... uh, There's an attitude that the believer doesn't suffer. The believer doesn't struggle. The believer is immaculate in their feelings. Um, They're very logical. They're able to turn to God and trust that every outcome will be for the better. Um, They trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's infinite wisdom and they're totally accepting and that if I'm struggling or in pain or really having a hard time, then that must mean that there's something wrong with my faith. And that couldn't be any more incorrect. Every story of pain in the Qur'an, when we look at the stories of the prophets, when we look at their their losses, Nuh salam's son refuses to believe and he's begging him to come get on the boat to be saved and Nuh salam's son says, no, I'll be safe here. He just won't take it from his dad. And the water comes between them and the son is drowned right in front of his eyes. The pain, the pain Sayyidina Yaqub salam's sons come back and they lie to his face and tell him that Yusuf salam was eaten by the wolf and he knows better. He knows. But there's nothing he can do about it. It is decree and it's happened. The pain. All of these stories of the prophets, they're not just stories to be told. There's deep hardship. And when you really sit down and think through the emotional strain of going through those incidents, it's just astounding. There's so much talk of being strong through difficulty in the Qur'an because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that this is the way it's going to go down. These situations are going to happen. This is important. You're going to need this. Pay attention. So if the believer was perfect and if the believer never faltered and if the believer was always precise and clear and never struggled or was confused or in pain, then what would be the point of all this? These moments give us the opportunity to look for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they break us right down and that's what you're going through. So look for him. I just want to share a couple of closing points. Um, The first one is that uh, part of the uh, part of the concept of acceptance is understanding that our lives are in sections and phases or chapters or seasons. They happen in parts. And as we transition from one part to another, we leave behind what we thought was our lives and we have to go into a new chapter 
Sometimes that happens uh, in a positive way, like a new job, we graduate, uh, we move to a new town. These are just kind of, we take these transitions in stride because they're somewhat voluntary in nature or we saw them coming. Other times we are forced out of our chapter. A tragedy happens, something sudden and unexpected happens, something we hadn't planned for or calculated comes out of nowhere and changes everything. And when that happens, it's a lot harder because you were just knocked out. You're, you're technically disoriented. And now you've got to stand up and dust yourself off and find your bearings and figure out a new plan because everything that was before is no longer there. And a part of this, uh, this acceptance is being willing to understand that you cannot go back to the way it was. A lot of the pain that comes from this process is stemmed in us trying to hold on to the old chapter, us trying to hold on to the old season well after its time, wishing things were as they were, continually looking backwards and just feeling that sense of grief over the fact that it's gone now and it'll never be the same again, which I think deserves its time and it's due right and you should allow yourself to do that to grieve over the passing of a season. However, there is a time for you to move on and look forward and accept that okay, that is closed and now a new chapter is beginning and inshallah there's good in this and that takes time to get to. It takes time to to reach that level of acceptance where you've processed things. And a lot of times it happens in retrospect. It doesn't happen when you're, when you're in the middle of the storm. The final point uh, I want to uh, touch on, especially related to heartbreak, is that our hearts are strange and they're not in our control. A person who's very into their head, a person who's uh, a thinker, a person who does and makes moves. For you, you're so used to um, having voluntary control over what happens, but you, our hearts don't follow those rules. And our hearts do things and feel things that seem illogical to us. Our hearts are capable of housing two seemingly contradictory feelings at once. They can do that. And it throws us off because we think, gosh, you know, I know in my mind that, you know, this person is gone and they're never going to come back. Or I know that this person has hurt me this badly, but I still love them and I still care about them, even though they've done me wrong and I'm going through all of this because of what they've done, but I just can't hate them. I still care about them. This is, this is perplexing because you think, well, logically you should know, okay, source of problem and eliminate the source, eliminate the problem. It's not mathematical. It's not straightforward. It's not, it's not something that makes sense. It doesn't always add up. So being willing to accept that and not need to judge it, you're not silly or weak or petty or, um, naive for still caring about someone even after they've hurt you or missing someone deeply even after you know they've passed away. It's, this is just the, this is your heart. 
This is how you feel. There's nothing wrong with that. Inshallah, you'll reach a point in time where you'll be able to say, you know, this person did me wrong, but I still care about them and I still love them. And that's fine. And what happened, and I'm clear on it, but I don't have to say, oh gosh, I hate them. Oh gosh, they're terrible. Oh, I don't have to do that, even though logically it makes sense to do that. But it isn't a logical process and it doesn't always make sense. I hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heals your heart. I hope you're able to move through this with grace and to maintain your composure as much as humanly possible. I hope you'll be kind to yourself. I hope you will allow yourself time to grieve. I hope you will allow yourself time to let feelings pass. I hope you'll allow yourself time to heal, time to rest, time to recover, time to look after yourself. I hope you will reach out for support from those around you. I hope you will accept the help that is offered to you. And I hope that this passes in due time and you come out of it so much stronger and much more wholesome and beautiful. That's all I wanted to share with you guys tonight. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. And until next time, this is your sister Sumaya. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.